Hello and welcome to Moments with Moni. We are now starting Season 4, Episode 110. Today's episode is on creative content. Just a friendly public service announcement. You only have a few more days to get those taxes sent off, and that is not the place to get creative. Today is April 13th, 2021. It's about a year since COVID began and all the things that we've had to deal with. And a lot of people have started doing business online, looking for creative ways to do that. I know because many businesses have been paying for ads that pop up when I'm on the internet. They're all over social media. Oh, do this and you'll make $1,000 in a month. Do this and you'll earn $50,000 in a year. All the create this and become rich schemes are everywhere. As a podcaster, I do create a lot of content that ends up online. And I hope it does bless other people. As I am made in the image of my creator, who created everything around me and even me myself. As we open that ancient book, we're reminded, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the rest of the book is the manual for living here and beyond. And being made in the image of God has put that urge of creating within mankind. It's not like we can create something out of nothing like God did. But when I admire the beauty of what God has created around me, I want to reflect that beauty in other ways. Perhaps you yourself have creative outlets such as drawing or writing or music. I actually like to do all three of those and a lot more, such as podcasting and storytelling and painting. Yes, painting. After we moved a few years ago, we downsized And in the new place, there really isn't a corner that I can safely store my paints when little fingers visit. So I thought I would put the paints away for a while and concentrate on setting up home and visiting with the grandchildren. Well, recently, my two oldest granddaughters have been telling me that, oh, they miss painting. I taught them how to paint when they were younger. I did some homeschool art classes with them, giving them an opportunity to create on paper with pencils, colored pencils, markers, and then paints, watercolors, and acrylic paints, and also recently upgrading their supplies because they're getting older and they're taking very good care of their things. It was about Christmas last year that I heard that they were low on painting supplies, so we gifted them some. And recently I heard that they were out again, and I heard a few mentions of, oh, I wish I could paint. Oh, I wish I could paint. And I realized I had been thinking the same thing recently. So I sent them some supplies, and I pulled out my own 
I had about, oh, two hours this last Sunday afternoon. So I pulled out all of my supplies and set it up and did some research and looked for inspiration, looked at some old paintings. It was an hour and a half before I realized an hour and a half was gone and nothing was done. I realized there was this nagging thought at the back of my head, that mindset, you know, that holds you back. It's been so long since I've done some painting, since I've held a brush in my hand and put paint to paper. What if it doesn't turn out? Am I just wasting my time? Well, I just wasted an hour and a half trying to get inspired. So let's just get some paint on this paper. So I went from controlling the situation to completely freeform style painting. I splashed some water on the paper and then some paint and let it flow. That's hard for me to do. I like to control the paint that's on the paper in front of me. But I thought it was a good exercise to just let go, watch where it goes, and then see what I want to do with it. Acrylics are forgiving that way because you can do a painting free flow style and let it dry, and then do another layer upon layer to get more of a three-dimensional look. I felt like a kid in kindergarten again using finger paints. There it was. It was beautiful. But then it happened. That moment that every artist gets to. Yes, we know it. It's that point of a why in the road. You know, like when you're out traveling you don't have a map, and you come to a fork in the road, which way are you going to go with this? I've learned at that point to just stop. Step away from the painting, let it dry, come back to it another time. At that point, the painting needs a little more thought about what I plan on doing to it, but I still haven't met the creative quota that my soul requires at this moment. What is an artist to do? Well, pick up another piece of paper, and start another painting. Watercolor and acrylic paints dry very quickly, so you can do that. Actually, need to do that. Step away from the other one, let it dry completely. I would love to use oil paints where you can blend things and it stays wet a lot longer so that you can blend from one section into another, blend the colors and re-blend it, but I can't take the fumes. There's too many chemicals in the air when it comes to oils. I know there are some that are low odor, but it's still too strong for me. After teaching my granddaughters all I knew about painting on primary, secondary, and tertiary colors with highlights and shadows, which they have learned very well, actually, I took an online course and purchased some of his paints and a painting storage wheel for my acrylic paints and he also sold additives for the paint to stretch out the drying time of the acrylic paints and the airtight container helped the paint stay wet so that I could continue with those same colors in the acrylics like you would if you were painting with oils. After taking his course I remember driving through the countryside and really looking at creation with a much more inquisitive eye. No, the mountains are not just 
green and the sky is not just blue, what color would I use to create all those shades of blue and green? And what brush do I use to create that effect or stroke on my painting? That two-hour painting session on Sunday has now opened my mind again to everything around me. My brain doesn't stop. What color should I paint that? How do I blend that color? How do I make that one? The primary, secondary, and tertiary colors are just basically one, two, or three colors mixed with each other. If you go much further than that, if you're not used to painting, you can create what looks like mud. Storing the paints in that color wheel that I purchased helped me to see the opposite side of the color wheel to see which colors are complementary one to another. I used to work in a paint department when I was young at a um, home improvement store, so I learned a little bit of that, how the complementary colors go together, because back then, when you purchase paint, it came with a code, and I had to add, manually add, each of the drops of colors of paint. So each can could actually be just slightly different if I didn't set the canister just right on how much to get out of each color. Of course, today it's all computerized. The mindset of an artist, of an acrylic painting artist, is constantly blending colors in their mind. By setting my paints aside after the downsizing, I realized that that part of my brain was shut off. But now it has been activated again, and I can't even look outside the window without trying to figure out, okay, how would I paint that? What angle, what brush, what colors, what shading, what highlights? I love the paintings of John Constable. They are realistic green pasture land in England. It's just beautiful. And I'm sure it took him a lot of work to put all those colors, all those strokes in just the precise way to make it look so realistic and beautiful. And then I think about God and the entire world that he created and that he painted and that he put perfectly into place. I admire the grasses, the browns, the greens, the mountains, the trees that change color in the fall. I admire the light from a cabin in the middle of winter with snow all around it. I admire the waters of lakes and rivers, some looking black and muddy and others that are so crystal clear that you can see to the bottom and others that are so tealish blue that reflect the, the beauty of the sky above it. And then there's the blue and the greens and the turquoise of a peacock or the stripes of a tiger. Yes, Adam got to name all of those animals, but God created them and made them beautiful. I think of a parrot with all of the beautiful feathers. And when that country drive comes to an end and all those thoughts blend together, out comes the praise for my God for the God who created everything around me. I'm not worshiping creation. 
I worship the creator. I'm just reminded of his love for us, for everything that he's created around us, for our pleasure, for his glory, for our pleasure. And we have been created for his pleasure. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 reminds me as it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. The scene there in heaven is showing in Revelation 4 that all of heaven is worshiping the Father, that the angels are worshiping his character, and the elders, the church, are worshiping his creative powers. God has the right to rule and the sovereign authority to judge the earth because he is both holy and the creator of all. May your creative endeavors reflect the beauty of God, the holiness of God. Thanks for spending your moments here with me. I invite you to visit the blog, Moments with Moni. I'll put a few pictures of the past that I've painted on there, and I'll leave a link here on the podcast. I'd love to hear about your creative endeavors. If you want to join me on Clubhouse Fridays from 10 to 11 Pacific Standard Time, when I host the weekly club meeting of the Podcast Brunch Society. 